All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining our podcast today. Well, you know what time it is. Let's go for the chat. I am super. I am super. I am super. Everything I do in life will make me successful. <laughs> what, what I put my mind towards and how I meditate on how successful I will be. I know that indeed will make me successful. How I treat my family, my friends, and how I think of myself will make me successful. Because I am super. I am super. I am super. Hey. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining our podcast today. It is an honor and a privilege to have you guys listen to us. And you know what we're here to do. We're trying to give love as much as possible here. So... I got someone new here today. Go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Uh, you know, I'll go by the name of Narada J. Um, you know, moved here about, I've been here about five years now. So five about years? five years from Columbia, South Carolina. So I've been here about five years. Yeah, actually this month literally makes it five years. So uh, Five years, that's Phoenix, Arizona. So I can say that one of the dopest people, one of the dopest men in general, like honestly, I'm not just saying that, one of the dopest men I have ever met in my life. Very respectful and everything. And also, someone that has a lot of information on the topic today, which today we're going to be talking about how to grow from heartbreaks. We tend to get in relationships, and sometimes those relationships don't work, and we take the heart bit of it, the negativity, and we allow that to define who we are and not allow us to push ourselves to the next level. Instead, we start indulging in self-destructive activities that allow us to be put in situations that we don't want to be in. So, Narada, let me ask you. When it comes to heartbreak, what are ways that you have learned to grow from it? I think the biggest thing for me is to... First, uh, first look inward. You know, a lot of people just like to play victim and, you know, blame someone else or why are they doing this, why are they doing that, and blame someone else for their actions. But I've, you know, grown to learn to look inward to see, you know, what role did I play in this? Um, what could I have done differently? What can I do differently next time? And, mm-hmm. you know, and ultimately, you just look at your role in it and just ultimately see how did you uh, pre- learn preventative ways to keep it from happening again. So I love that's the that. biggest thing. Love that completely. That's one thing that I always tell people the first step to do is always realize, like, what is my part? What is the personal responsibility that I can have in this situation? Mm -hmm. Like, if we start pointing fingers and saying, yeah, what she did to me, what he did to me, how this happened, how this happened, what happens is that we become the victim. And whenever you're putting yourself in a victim state, you don't give yourself no power to learn or push to the next level. So there is something that you did in that relationship that allowed you to either stay in the destructive relationship or put yourself in position to be in that destructive relationship or anything. So we have to learn how to evaluate a situation from an aspect of not of who, how they did us, but what can I take part in for me to learn from this moment so that I can make sure that my next relationship is beautiful. And also, how can I make my next relationship not suffer from the pain that I am in 
right now. So, have you been in a situation to where you allowed the current feelings, emotions to pretty much stifle you and your next relationships are in any type of situation like that? Um, yeah, plenty of times. Uh, you know, there's a... I'm just trying to think about how the best way to describe it. It's like I've had a lot of situations that have kind of just made me hesitant to, you know, to even date again and, like, um, like, it, like is it worth my time? Or just you start looking for things that kind of remind you of the other person or just try and pick up with things because you're just so caught up on trying to not have it be like the last relationship that you don't really, that you do a lot of things that don't actually allow you to get to know this person or who they truly are. You know, um, you know, people make mistakes and this, that, and the third. I think communication is is, is the biggest part of it. Mm. Um, having boundaries. I mean, that's something that I know for myself that I've struggled to do in the past was set boundaries in relationships, especially as a man, because as we're, we're, we're not raised that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we're raised that, you know, the woman is the prize and, you know, she, she, she's the catch, you know, so... Everything that we do <laughs> becomes about a woman, and you know, you just forget about your own happiness, you know. And I've just reached a point to where like, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. It's, it's a, it's very exhausting. Um, it's just a path of self destruction. Um, and then you know, she moves on, and you're stuck here, like, wow, like <laughs> again. So, yeah, yeah. And I think that, shoot. It's not even just intimate relationships. Well, we're keeping them on context, but it could happen in any relationship. When you become just a pure people pleaser and you're not acknowledging what you need, you're not setting your expectations, you're not loving on yourself enough for you to acknowledge what you need, you put yourself in the position for the relationship to be damaged because of the fact that in order for this relationship to work, two people got to be a part of it. Two mm-hmm. people got to be fighting. The thing is that you may be in the ring, you may be fighting for the person, but you're not guarding yourself from what you are going to be getting attacked from. Sometimes you're going to be getting attacked from the needing needing, needing sexual pleasure during a certain time or in a certain way. Maybe you're going to be having to guard yourself from not wanting to hear somebody talk about your mom in a disrespectful way. Like you're not setting your expectations for your relationships so that when you get into one, you're not accepting anything because there's billions of people that's in this world. But in order for you to have a relationship that's fine-tuned to you, you have to be willing to say, okay, I'm Joshua Dante Barnes. You know what I like? I like when a lady, you know, let's touch my shoulder just a bit. This isn't true. Kind of. Okay. But say for instance, I just like a woman to touch around my shoulder. And then I don't say nothing. So now I'm longing for it. Now I'm needing it. And then say for instance, somebody else come by and just like gently touch me on my shoulder. Now I'm putting myself in a situation because I wasn't verbal. I didn't communicate what I want. I didn't communicate what I desired. But now this other person is intriguing me because she touched the shoulder the way that I like her to touch my shoulder. So in order for us to give power to our relationship and the people that we're with, we need to be able to talk about it we need to figure out what i like what you like and then how to bring that together to create a healthy relationship a lot of times people think that people are magicians just because you've been in a relationship with someone in the past doesn't mean that you know the person right now and doesn't mean that you should treat the person like you treated people before you should definitely figure out the qualities of what you did in that relationship that worked and see and test to make sure 
that it works for this new partner, but you should always be willing to fine tune what you need to do in order for you to create a healthy relationship because a healthy relationship understands that intimacy is learning your partner, being willing to study your partner to make sure that you are enticing your partner and satisfying your partner in the age that they're in, in the Uh moments that they're in, in the present. Like that's how we are able to gift them. Like when we are able to unwrap them and what they need right now, it may be something that they like now that they don't like tomorrow. You try it tomorrow, they may punch you in your face. You try it today, they may be like, <laughs> So it's like we really need to put ourselves in position for us to learn how to how should I say this? We need to really put ourselves in position to learn how to love self first. Uh-huh. so that we can teach people how to love us, so that we can grow from relationship to relationship. And I understand that not all relationships are supposed to last. You're supposed to be with who you're supposed to be with. Like, I'm so grateful for every single one of my exes because all my exes taught me something about myself that I took to my now, which I'm married and I'm happy and I'm able to say that I'm doing things that my wife is happy with but also it taught me that I still got things to study upon her. She is my book that I read every single day, and I am willing to touch her pages as much as she needs me to. Her sexy self. Cool. I'm going to use that. Touch her pages. I like that. I like how you said that, Josh. Well, come on now. Oh, gosh, that's too funny. Okay, so the question that I'm going to ask you now Mr. Narada J. Narada J is somebody that creates a lot of music and is more towards love, heartbreak, uh, respecting women. He has the utmost respect for women. So, in a point of your maturity, what did you have to do in order for you to come out of a heartbreak? What did you have to do for you to say, okay, it is my time to love myself. Like, we all talk about that we got to love ourselves, but there's a point to where it's a struggle for you to get to that point to where you are willing to admit that. So what was your process like? Um, learning that as a man, it's okay to to hurt. It's okay to feel pain. Um, so, fellas, you know, you listen, like, it's okay to, to, to feel that way. And I allowed myself to feel all of those feelings. So all of the hurt. All of the pain, all of the tears, you know, the, the mornings I spent crying, the nights I spent crying, crying myself to sleep. Like, I allowed myself to go through all of that. You know, don't rush the process. Um, give yourself permission to, to, to feel that. You know, don't let it, you know, control you, but give yourself permission to feel that. Feel all of those emotions. Now, on the back end of that, you know, there's there's clarity. But you have to, you have to get through that first. Um, and once I started allowing myself to feel all those emotions... And to just allow myself to process those emotions, I I'm able to not look at look back at past relationships and you know and not blame anyone else or see that this person could have been a great woman but just not the woman for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm perfectly okay, you know, with that, you know, in present time. It, just, it took me a while to get there. I wasn't always able to say that, but I can say that now that I've dated some really great women in the past, and a lot of them are now you know become great wives, but it, they just weren't for me. You know, and, and I'm okay with that. And I love that because it really shows a point of maturity. A lot of people take time to get to because 
I believe that if you're still in the process of cursing every single person that you have dated, you still are healing. You're still in a place to where you haven't come to understand that they was lessons for you to guide you to a better tomorrow. Imagine if you don't. Imagine if you was fell in love with the first person that you ever loved. It's like it would have kind of been everywhere. It would have been magical. It would have been nice. It would have been sweet to have. But it's like it's something about learning to mature and becoming strong in your emotions, strong in yourself to where now this person is willing to take my weakness. She's willing to take my strength. She's willing to take me where I am. She understood that she needed to be there. She... There was things that I needed, and she accommodated me, and I've learned how to accommodate her. Like, when you get to that point to where you find that partner and it works, it's like it makes the darkness feel so good. Like, darkness exists so it could teach us how the light is so beautiful. If the darkness wasn't there, light wouldn't be light. Uh-huh. We would just be living in the all-gray area, boring, boredom. But in order for us to get to the good, we have to experience the bad because the bad teaches us how good the good really is. So then, like you said, when you're going through the emotions and you're allowing yourself to feel, that's a powerful moment because it's you allowing you to learn about yourself. You're not hiding behind strength, a false sense of strength, I should say. You're not hiding behind how men would think of me. You're not hiding behind, oh, they're going to think I'm cupcaking. But you're allowing yourself to feel. Your, your dudes may laugh at you. Folks may, like, judge you. Oh, I told you about her, blah, blah, blah. But it was something needed for you to go through. And now that you went through it, you're allowing yourself to feel those emotions teach you a valuable lesson. I have a speech that talks about how you need to employ your emotions. And all these emotions could be for you. Depression mm-hmm. could be for you. Happiness could be for you. Anger could be for you. Everything can be for you, but it depends on how you direct those emotions to push you to the next level. In the relationship aspect, it the p- depression that I felt with my first ex when she did me dirty, grinded on my heart, punched me in the stomach, did all that stuff that really just belittled me. She didn't really push me in the stomach. I'm just talking about metaphorically because uh-huh. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> deal with abuse. But <laughs> all that stuff metaphorically, and she did all that. It taught me. I need to be stronger so that I'm not willing to deal with this. It allowed me to assess that I was weak in that moment. And there was something that was in me that allowed me to stay in that. At that time, it was the fact that I had a lack of love growing up. So I was willing to love on anybody, even somebody that was willing to disrespect me in such a way because of the fact that I wanted love so bad that I was willing to get it from anybody and everybody that was a woman. So I did, and it put me in a bad position. So now it taught me how to love myself enough to say, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that. It's for us. Like, relationships are beautiful. A lot of people talk about how you don't need them, how they don't need a man, they don't need a woman. And I'm definitely on the boat of not needing things. Like, I need myself. That's what I need. But I want a woman. I want to be in a relationship. I want to be able to experience that stuff like, I don't want people to really depend, like, 
I be seeing this woman versus man conversations, and it's like, oh, y'all women that don't need a man, y'all, I'm like, do you really need a man? Like, you don't need a man, but I want a woman that want a man. I want mm. a woman that's willing to say, okay, in spite of me being able to do all this, I know I can survive, I know I can push forward, but I want me a Josh or a Narada, because we're motherfucking amazing. You see these locks? Come on, say that again. Huh? <laughs> Come on, Come on huh? <laughs> I need me a Narada. I need me a Josh that is willing to take care of me, cater to me, put me in cloud nine, make sure that every single emotion that I feel is catered to because they feel up, they know how it feel. And because they know how it feel, they make sure that they are protectors. They are not going to allow me to feel the way that they felt at one time because that's what men do. We protect. So once we experience the pain, we protect that pain. Now we're protecting you. So thank you to all the exes. Thank you to all the heartbreaks. And thank you to everything that we dealt with because if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be as dope as you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, for sure, um, for sure. You know, and another thing I learned is patience. You know, like, um, you know, like I, I, I feel like, you know, when you're going through things, whatever you're going through in life, wherever you are, whatever time, you're exactly where you need to be at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And, and I used to worry myself with, you know, why, you know, what's going on? Like, what did I do? And, you know, as I got older, I had to realize that it's not necessarily any of those things. So just be patient. Mm-hmm. A lot of times if you sit still, you'll gain that clarity. Um, and I can even speak from a point of, like, my last relationship. You know, in the midst of hurting and crying, I had to one day ask myself, well, why am I so hurt by this? Why, like, why am I crying? Like, like, like what is it? Mm-hmm. is it? Is it because I really wanted her, or is it something else? And I had to realize that this whole time, I was fighting to not be alone. Not necessarily that I wanted her or the relationship. Repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat. I was fighting because I simply did not want to be alone. So mm-hmm. in the midst of that, I became so obsessed with I don't want to be alone that I put myself through a lot of heartache. And in the end, it just wasn't worth it. And this is not a knock on her. This, she, she, she's a great woman. I'm, this is not a knock on her at all. This is me realizing that I essentially, it was a transaction. I traded in happiness to, to have company, mm-hmm. you know, in a place where I didn't feel comfortable. And once I realized that, I can be able to turn the wheels and, and pull myself out of that space and be in such a better mental state and, and really grow and heal from that, knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that what, what exactly happened or why this occurred so I can be ready for the for my next relationship. When that happened, did so much weight fall off of you? Yes, absolutely. And you realize that, okay, the reason why I haven't been okay lately it's because I've been putting myself in positions to where I was giving away myself for company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of, that's an issue that happens a lot. It happened to me plenty of times. I could go on about stories, but y'all have heard plenty of my stories. So I wanted y'all to hear some of his stories, uh, what he's been through and his wisdom with the situation because in order for us to truly heal and grow from heartbreak, it does take patience. It takes you to acknowledge yourself as well and say, why am I really here? What's really going on? Why am I not satisfied? Is this me or is this my relationship? Am I blaming my relationship for something that I need to be healing myself from? Because now I'm trying to make this person my God. 
I'm trying to allow them to have the power to change me, to make me happy, to make me satisfied. And really, that's my responsibility. And because I'm not handling my responsibility since I'm with you or since I'm your boyfriend, I expect you to make me happy, which becomes unfair. Now you are telling her to do something that is out of her control. So that's where we have to come in line and say, I need to work on myself. I need to fix myself. I need to really challenge myself and ask myself the questions that is hard to ask. And one of those questions can start off with, what am I doing? What is my role in this? Where is my personal responsibility at? Because once you start answering that, that gives you the power to control it, to grab it. Okay, this is where my issue is. Now I can fix it. But if I'm over here pointing fingers, I don't have no control, and I'm always the victim. So with that being said, the podcast is almost over. I thank you guys. Thank you for sharing your morning with me. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for allowing Narada to tell you about some of the things to teach you how to grow past your heartbreak. So before he heads out, tell me some stuff about you real quick and then drop your um, social media handles. Um, well, real quick, I'm like Josh. I'm single, ladies. <laughs> I'm single. What you need? You know what I'm saying? You need, you need some. I'll I, I cut the grass. I'll fix a flat tire. You know, what you need? You know, I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the funny so, thing is, is that this is 100% <laughs> true. For ladies that, like, I have had so many ladies come up to me and say how much you've helped them and that you wasn't looking for anything. You wasn't looking for sexual favors. That's just how your heart is. Imagine what he can do yours. Come on. <laughs> that needs to be a commercial. <laughs> but, um, no, man, you know, I, I appreciate you having me on. I, I had a really good time with this. Um, once again, my name is Narada J. You can find me on Instagram, uh, you know, TikTok, all at Narada J803. That's N-A-R-A-D-A-J-A-Y-803. Awesome sauce. Okay. So with that being said, I got some affirmations I want to say, and I want you to repeat after me. I am amazing. I'm amazing. I am talented. I am talented. I am creative. I am creative. I am powerful. I am powerful. I can do. I can do. Whatever I put my mind to. Whatever I put my mind to. Because I am super. Because I am super. And you are too. And you are too. King's Mode.